and welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host today. I thought I would talk some about hypnosis for heartbreak. This is a big, big topic, and one that affects people so, so deeply. I can say the word heartbreak, and already the vast majority of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right? There's an image that comes to mind. Maybe there's a feeling that comes to mind for you. Maybe some of you even feel it physically of what that was like for you at some point in your life. The vast majority of people have that experience of heartbreak. Now, let me say right here at the beginning that I absolutely love working with people going through heartbreak. I know that sounds odd, but it is a subject that's dear to my heart. I have been through some absolutely brutal ones myself. And my business partner always jokes that I should run like heartbreak rehab. That's what she calls it. <laughs> like there's rehab for all kinds of stuff, but there's not a rehab where you can go away and you can stop contacting the person that you're obsessing about or be cut off from their social media or perhaps not have to run into them at the grocery store. Like all of these things, like people don't get a break from heartbreak these days, particularly because we have cell phones and pictures right there on them and social media to check and all of this stuff. Anyway, I think about that sometimes, a heartbreak rehab weekend, maybe. So if that's something that you want to share your experience about, like what would you have wanted to see when you were going through heartbreak? What would have you wanted to do on a, a workshop weekend? Please drop me an email. Let me know your ideas. Maybe that'll happen sometime in the future. I've said previously on a podcast, I've been suicidal in my life during postpartum depression. But another time that it happened was actually after a heartbreak. I had dated a guy for about two years and then discovered some really awful things. I was the one who did the breaking up, but it sent me straight into a deep depression, heartbreak, and even feeling suicidal. Now, I would never do that because I have kids but the feeling was there, the feeling of just wanting to die, the feeling of wanting the earth to open up and swallow me whole, the feeling of obsessing and not being able to stop thinking about this person and wishing that he just didn't exist. They've even made movies about this, right? Like what if you could wipe a person from your mind? I think a lot, a lot, a lot of us have fantasized about that. And right now it's not possible. <laughs> so instead we have to go through heartbreak and it is absolutely awful. So we're going to talk about the different types of heartbreak and we're going to talk about how hypnosis can help some of that process. We're going to talk about radical acceptance of what happened and anxiety and how does hypnosis come in and help someone make that process easier for themselves. And then we're going to talk some about what does it look like on the other end? Like how do we move to this feeling of getting over the person, this feeling of looking ahead to our lives and this feeling of um, recovery that's behind me now and now I'm moving on and I'm feeling better and better about myself as a person and about my future and imagining being happy there instead of imagining like being super sad and depressed. Okay, let's start with the different types. 
there could be heartbreak even within a relationship that you're in or a marriage that you're in where something happened where your spouse or your partner let you down and you go through heartbreak, you go through a disillusionment with them. And sometimes couples work through that and come out better the other side. And sometimes people don't work through that. They end the relationship and then they move into what we traditionally think is heartbreak, right? Like they've lost somebody. Heartbreak is also not just due to breaking up, but it could also be due to loss. Somebody dies or somebody moves away, something like that, where it's like, oh, you're so heartbroken. Even let's say your best friend moves away and you feel heartbroken. You think I'm here, left all alone. So those are a couple of different types of heartbreak, but today's episode is focusing on heartbreak when somebody breaks up, like a romantic couple that they're dating and they break up. One of the people have decided that they don't want to be in the relationship. Sometimes it's mutual and people still go through heartbreak, even when it's mutual, they miss the person or they have some of the symptoms, but often it's much more severe when it's one-sided. So someone says to someone else, I don't want to continue this relationship. I don't want to be with you anymore. And I had this friend who was so surprised that he went through all these symptoms of heartbreak, even though he was doing the breaking up. He was like, I'm done. I'm done with the relationship. Why, if I'm the one that's done, am I still obsessing about her? Am I still like full of anxiety? Am I still fear? I'm sad. I'm going through this mini depression. Sometimes that turns into deeper depression for people. Sometimes it goes even deeper than that and people get suicidal due to a heartbreak. You know, why is this going on if I'm the one that wanted to break up? I looked at him and said, you still go through withdrawal from somebody, like physically even you go through withdrawal from them because couples attune so much physically to each other. Their heartbeats begin to beat the same. Their breasts begin to begin the same. They do so much stuff of attunement when they're in a relationship. So you're going through this physical withdrawal, but you're also going through the grief of the loss of the relationship and some of the loss of the dreams of the relationship. So that's a piece of heartbreak is when you meet somebody and you really like them. And let's say the relationship lasts you know, several months, let's say it lasts several years, but then you come to this realization of we're not going to move forward together. I don't see my life happening with you. You're still losing all the dreams that came with that relationship initially. So that is a process of grief for people. Heartbreak is a process of grief for people. The five stages of grief that everybody talks about Kubler-Ross's five stages of grief were disproved about 15 years or so ago. So a lot of people will talk about the five stages of grief. You're in denial now, you're in anger. Okay, they don't apply, right? Just done a ton of research on this. My business partner, Lisa Zucker, who's an amazing, amazing grief and cancer specialist in South Florida, says over and over, this model was disproved. Now, people feel all those feelings, but they feel them at different times. They don't move through five stages like Kubler-Ross originally proposed. Okay, when I'm talking about 
grief as a process it has all these components to it that come up for people and are not on any particular timeline. It's very individual how fast someone moves through grief, how slowly someone moves through grief. Sometimes it gets complicated depending on the relationship, but it's not like a bloop, 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 bloop. It's not linear. It really isn't like that. What is a current model of grief? Let's talk about that. People absolutely have all these feelings go on. Sadness, anger, they'll cry, they'll yearn for somebody, they'll obsess about what happened. So that's often a component of heartbreak that people end up in my office for, like they are obsessing about the person over and over again. They're trying to change the past that happens with death and it happens with death of relationship. The person will think, if I had said this, if I had done that, if I hadn't gone on this date, if I had gone on that one, if I had just done something perfectly, then this wouldn't have ended. That often goes on and they'll try to rewrite history. That's what I call it. Like you live there in your mind, rewriting history. And part of that process in therapy and in hypnosis is to accept the reality of what happened. And if we want to talk about uh, DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, which I use all the time in my practice, it is radical acceptance of what happened. So sometimes what happens is we hold on to this piece of the past, trying to replay it, trying to change it in our mind, obsessing about it over and over and over instead of saying, okay, these are the facts this is what happened. I cannot change that. It's a really painful piece for people to not be able to go back and change. But once you accept that and you radically accept what happened, the facts of what happened, what that does is it frees you to move forward from it. It's like, all right, we can't change the past. Now what are we going to do? How are we going to move forward from this? How are we going to turn the mind to thinking about something else when those obsessive thoughts come up? How are we going to deal with the sadness and the loss and even the crying that happens, the anger? What are we going to do about that stuff? Like, let's work on that. Let's work on what's going on for you presently without going back and trying to change the past and obsess about it. So that's a piece of what hypnosis does in terms of heartbreak. It says, okay, let's let's take that and let's get gain some distance from the past, from what happened. Let's gain some distance from the obsessive thoughts and calm the nervous system, calm the mind, and even help somebody accept the reality of what happened. And when you look at models of grief, one of the tasks of grief is to develop a life without the deceased in it. So this becomes the same when you're talking about ending a relationship. One of the tasks is to develop a life that doesn't include the person. Sometimes there's business relationships or overlapping friends or um, children involved where you, you can't really cleanly separate from that person, that's actually more difficult than if you truly can go your separate ways and not have a lot of contact with each other. So in that case, the task becomes, how do I move on with my life? How do I focus on things that are about me instead of that other person? How do I move forward into developing a life that doesn't include them anymore? 
And in hypnosis, we go in and we can imagine that life as a happy life. So part of what happens in heartbreak is that that life imagined isn't so happy, particularly if you're not the one who did the breaking up. Okay, so if you were broken up with, you're like, I can't imagine my life now. Like what's happening here? It feels like a real trauma to you. People get stuck on imagining their life still with that person in it. But my life would have been so much better if this person was in it and and they'd stay in that pathway. So hypnosis goes in and says, let's look at another neural pathway. Let's look at a different one. Let's look at a life that's happy and fulfilled and content. Let's create that in your imagination, in your mind, in your heart, so that you can move forward and start to begin to live that life instead of the old one that was also imagined, right? Like when we imagine the future with somebody, it's really just in our imagination. That's it. We have no evidence any of that's going to happen. It's almost like you have this um, joint delusion that all of that is going to happen. And of course, that allows us to make plans and save for college for kids or save for a vacation for yourself. And it allows you to make all these plans. But my point there is that there's never any guarantee that's going to happen. It is all still imagination. Well, we can use the imagination to create this other life over here that doesn't include that person that feels good and feels better and isn't painful. So that's part of the task of hypnosis when you're talking about heartbreak. And sometimes that includes fear reduction. Part of anxiety that comes up after heartbreak is fear-based. Like, how am I going to live without this person? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? I know this very well when I went through my divorce. It was this feeling of how am I going to take care of a house all alone? And there was actually a transition period where my ex-husband and I co-owned the house and he did help take care of it some. But Then I begin to imagine, quote unquote, and see myself and have the experience of taking care of a house by myself. So once I had that experience, and it was much easier for me to imagine that in the future. When you haven't had that experience, it's a lot of fear associated with it. And you can apply that to all kinds of different situations. Often people wonder how they're going to travel alone. Sometimes it's much smaller. How am I going to eat alone? How am I going to go to the movies alone? I had this friend at one point who said he hated eating alone. He just could not do it. He hated eating alone in his house. So he would go out to restaurants and sit at a bar and eat there just to have people around him. Now, his real goal was to have someone to eat with. Okay, He was single at the time. That was his real goal. But he sidestepped it by saying, okay, I don't want to eat alone. So I'm going to go out to a bar and and eat with people around me. And he was, he was a very much an extrovert and that really fit for him. But my point there is that even smaller things, day to day things, sometimes there's fear associated with having to do that alone. And part of what hypnosis does when you're going through heartbreak is bolster your self esteem and your ability to imagine that you can handle those things. Some of those things you may handle alone. Some of those things you may find other resources to help you handle it. So in the case of a house, you can pay a handyman or you have friends that can help you. 
And some of those steps are how do you find a handyman and how do you find friends, <laughs> right? But it's a process there. And the hypnosis goal is to make that process easier for you, to make it a smoother process, to make it a less fearful process so that you can step into the future in an easier, more comfortable way. And as you do that, step by step, you begin to adjust to life without the other person in it. And this becomes a process that feels better and better. Now, before we end this podcast, let's talk about stalking. Sometimes people stalk in person. Sometimes people stalk online. I say almost everybody does the online thing (laughs) when they're going through heartbreak. And the best thing that you could do for yourself is actually to block that person, block their Facebook, block their phone number, like block everything you can about that person. That's really, really difficult for people. That is not an easy task, but it will help reduce the obsessing because the the social media hit becomes this process in the brain of, of conditioning, right? Like a social media hit, you see the person or you see what they're doing and it's like, ding, everything starts all over. Or if they text you or they call you, that's an even bigger ding and everything starts all over. That whole grief process starts all over pretty much. So if you can delete text, you can block their phone number, you can delete emails, or if you can't delete them, you can put them in a folder that's hard to find. That will help you move forward in this process. Now, how does hypnosis fit into this? With hypnosis, what we can do is go in and suggest that when you get that urge, then there's something else that you can turn your mind to, that another activity will occur to you to do, that you can create just a small gap in time where you don't act on that urge where you decide to do something else and that decision comes faster and faster. And I I think it's a lot easier when you have hypnosis along for the ride. Like, okay, you have the urge to go online and look at this and look at that. Well, you just pause for a moment and then it occurs to you that really you should take the dog out or really you should call your friend or it would be really nice to sit down and draw right now or you really need to get to the gym. You think you'll go to the gym now, something like that, where it's like, all right, let's see if we can create that pause so that the urge doesn't take over your mind, take over your body. And then the whole process starts all over again for you. That's the goal of hypnosis in that moment. Now, if you're doing in-person stalking, where you're driving by their work or you're driving by their house, something like that, you know, let me just be blunt. You need some more help, right? You need to see a therapist. Like, can hypnosis help with that? Absolutely, it can. There's also Sex and Love Addictions Anonymous. You know, I talk about the 12-step programs all the time on the podcast. So you might check that out because that can really help with that process. But in my opinion, you need some real in-person help for that, whether that's through 12-step or a therapist, because that's a, a deeper, harder problem. Now, sometimes therapists will do phone work with somebody because they're a specialist in an area. I often do phone work for people going through heartbreak if they're not in my area. So when I say in person, it's not necessarily like you have to be in front of the person, but you do need to talk to somebody about that. Most people do. Occasionally, I'll talk to somebody who 
stalked an ex-lover and then they just stopped and they never went by their house again. And it was just sort of this realization for them. And they were able to stop without the help of a therapist or anybody else that does happen. I'm not saying it's not a possibility, but I am saying that chances are if you're stalking in person, then you really need to get some in-person help and work on some of the deeper stuff going on around loss and abandonment and the ability to let go. Also the ability to respect somebody else's boundaries to say, okay, they have a right to make any decision that they want to about their lives, including breaking up with me. Like that's the the statement there. They have the right to make decisions about their own life for whatever their reasons are. And I don't have the right to violate them by showing up unannounced or, you know, tracking their car or whatever you're doing. It's deeper boundary work that's going on. It's not just about the loss of a relationship in that case. All right. So I hope that helps you understand hypnosis for heartbreak. If you're going through it, please get some help. It's so, so hard. It's so difficult. And therapy really can help you speed up that process of letting go and living your own life again, can speed up the process of letting go of obsessive thoughts, can also speed up the process of self-forgiveness and believing that you truly are a good person who deserves to move on with your life and will find happiness again. I truly believe that. So I hope this helps you gain a little bit more understanding of that process. All right, people. Peace. If you like this episode, do me a favor and rate, review, and subscribe on whatever player you like, or even better, tell a friend so that more and more people learn about hypnosis and how it can be helpful for them. If you want to know more about me, head over to drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z, hypnosis.com. You can see the downloads and see if there's one that's helpful for your life. Or you could also join the newsletter and get a couple of free files as well as lots of good content. I've written a newsletter for well over 10 years. Go ahead and subscribe and join the rest of the world. All right, people. Have a wonderful week.